it's a wonderful morning to just reflect and share my thoughts as we come closer to bringing the curtains down on another year can you believe it we are within a 60-day band of time to bring this year to a close and you wonder where did it all go it's been such a full year it's been a good year a year of reflection a year to see things without the scales that seemingly sat on my eyes and today I want to talk a little bit about manipulation manipulative people manipulative spirits how I attracted them and how they became a block in my life as I go back into my childhood I discover that being born with a very mild gentle personality wanting approval wanting to be validated wanted to be celebrated I discovered just now too many years later that it led to my own undoing but then do I kick myself for it because we don't create ourselves the way we are we are born and what we have been dished up is what we have to work with and that's the beauty of child rearing as parents we get this empty canvas yes it's filled with personality traits it's filled with uh, the building blocks to character but as parents we have that awesome responsibility to shape all of that and shape it we do consciously or unconsciously shaping in my life was not the type that brings positive growth and positive development instead it was one that taught shame fear distress and we ultimately become the products of how we have been formed we have a lot to unpack in this series and so as I start with manipulation the journey will take us along the twists and curves and turns of life as I have seen it but the journey takes us to a good place a place where I am now able to distinguish what's good for me and what's not and to take the lessons to become building blocks for what has already started out as an amazing future I wish I had learned as a young girl I wish I'd heard this statement but I know I didn't you cannot give what you do not have had I heard that statement even as a 10 year old girl my attempt at suicide might not have happened had I learned that as I tried to convince a broken mother 
that I was not a mistake. I was created by an all-seeing, all-loving God with purpose. So you need not regret giving birth to me. Had I known that, I would have continued to dream my dream. I would not have downsized my dream to fit my reality. I would have not taken less of the opportunities that presented myself themselves to me in fear that I was not good enough for them not realizing that they were not even good enough for me so many different things I dare say I would have not accepted the type of husband I accepted because I would have understood my value and I would have known that there was no way he with his limited worldview with his limited experience with his limited desire to succeed could have handled all that God had placed in me but since it's a series and since we're in no rush we're going to take our time and we're going to dissect and open for conversation all that I have discovered along this journey called life. And another phrase that I learned in my adult life, which I also wish I had learned before, is that hurting people hurt people. And being born in a culture in a community where persons were not even aware as to who they are much less whose they are i'm now seeing it's unreasonable to ask for something from somebody who do not even know what they have to give and all of this might just sound like generalistics, but we'll get into the meat of the matter. Don't you worry. You see, I was born to a broken mother, broken by life and circumstance. Somebody who was so stuck in her pain that she could not go forth into her future. And like too many people, when that happens, the cycle continues and the circle gets wider. And dare I say, you attract new people who do the same old things to you. So, in a quest for love, which we all seem to be searching for, especially in our young adult years, teen years, we take any form of kindness as love because if you've never had it if you've never even seen it you can only create in your mind an image as to what you think it should look like now to the girl who has never had a father or has never enjoyed a father's love in the purest form love from a man might mean he says kind words to you. 
he might even go as far as saying he loves you. But of course, love and the word love in our limited language called English has been misunderstood and misused for so many times, seasons, occasions. Because I love ice cream, but I love you. Hmm. Hmm. Something looks funny with that picture. I love the shoe, but I love you. I love cleaning house, but I love you. I love the way the bulb glows, but I love you. I love fried chicken and I love you. I hope you're seeing where I'm getting at. How do we use love in so many different ways and how do we know what it really means? Sounds to me that if I love when the wind blows through my hair, but I love you, it stands to show that love is whatever I perceive it to be. It does not necessarily mean the depth of which the speaker just said it to me. Because loving the wind blowing in my hair is a wonderful feeling that will pass. Could that stand to reason that saying you love me could be a wonderful feeling that will pass. So we have to dig deeper. We need to get closer to the truth and we need to hold it up for greater introspection. But anyway, back to my mother. Now can you imagine a broken woman searching for love and creating an imagery of what the person bearing love should look like. My mother, already bruised by her first encounter that led to a child, is now in a new relationship, one that she gives a name, which might not have been the same title that the man she was in the relationship gave to it. I'll give you a simple example. I had a conversation a few years ago while I was in Canada with my father. And I said to him, but tell me, how is it that you were engaged to my mother when you left her pregnant? Because you were being secured at the height of a political turmoil in the 70s and your intention was just to go away as you were sent by your boss the then leader of the political party that you were a part of and you worked with as a driver for that individual how is it that you left your pregnant fiance to return to her or to take her with you as soon as things had cooled down. But then by July of that very same year, 
you are married to another woman. How is that? Much to my surprise, my father looked at me with a shocked, amused, comical look on his face. And he said, I was never engaged to her. I never promised her anything. I knew she was pregnant. I had the best interest of her and my child at heart. But I also had to look out for myself. So I was here in this country and I needed to get myself sorted. And so I met and I got married to a long time friend from St. Catherine. And that was that. No promise of marriage, no promise of taking her to join me. I don't know what on earth you're talking about. But this was a story I was fed and the story of lies and deception and utter shock when after giving birth to me, not even a mere three, four months later, it was revealed to her that her knight in shining armor, the love of her life, her Prince Charming, who was destined to return and sweep her into the abyss of love, safety and protection, was now wed to another. What a devastating blow. And I just interject right here because we've been in this season where things have gone sadly wrong as a people, not just in our country, but in the world, traumatized by a pandemic. And we speak of mental health. I'm glad that we're talking about it now, but it's been around so, so much longer. And the trauma that has been faced and that has been borne by many our people have irrevocably set the stage for a life of distress and brokenness. And such was the case with my mother. And I think having been disappointed once by the father of my brother, and dare I say by her son, my brother, being born way too dark, with way too much roly-poly hair to be the son of a Chinaman. She was now a very defeated woman in this whole business of love. I can now only see the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the hatred. Yep, I did say hatred. It's just a strong word, but that's what it is. And when you've been hurt and when you have been disappointed, the distress is more than you can bear. You don't have the capacity to contain it. It's going to spill out. And in human nature, and as life would have it, it spills onto the least deserving, the most vulnerable, and the closest at hand. And so that was the life of my mother. And I 
being the closest and being such a loving child warm and tender and sweet and loving I was always close to her bosom and so all of that venom spilled out without any gauge all over me her anger was profound her bitterness was rife and she knew she was wronged how dare that man how dare any man how dare humanity why would anybody ever want to wrong her what had she done can only imagine these were the questions going through her head and to make it even worse all she had was this very light-skinned brown-eyed baby sparkling in her view perfect picture of innocence but her wrath had to spew somewhere and alas there I was a worthy presence ready to receive all that bitterness and like lard on butter she started to spill it and so my formative years were filled with hurt hate bitterness anger in that order that's all she had that's all she gave she was never happy with herself and so she could never be happy with me every mistake every misstep every reaching to discover was treated as another violation punishable by the strength and force of her wrath and so I learned quickly how to not make mom mad my young life became consumed with how to be right how to not step on her toes how not to spill the water and so with shaking hands you'll take the cup scared to death from the sink to the table and by focusing on it so much you would not in your very young tender year realize that if you had not filled the cup so much it probably would not have spilled instead you're focusing on the water as it splish splashes dangerously as you try to cover those steps from the sink to the table and just when you thought you were about to get there just when you thought that you had made it safely over she speaks and you're startled you jump fear grips and the water spills and the very same thing that you're trying to avoid brings out the wrath and you crumble in disillusionment you were this close you almost made it but alas you missed the mark and the wrath tears at your flesh rips out your being and you start to lose all confidence in ever being able 
to do anything right. My mother was a monster and she grew me with such regimented order that breathing was almost something that needed to be sought permission to do. Everything was a reason to be attacked. If you're sleeping, you need to sleep properly or else it's a reason to attack. You need to ensure that as you sleep, your bed dress doesn't ride up your legs because that makes you a slut and you're sleeping in the same bed with your older brother. If you wake up to use the bathroom, do not turn on the lights because the electricity bill will go up. Regiment after regiment after regiment. And so by the time I became a preteen, I had a new companion in my life one that would stay with me for years tension headaches i was so afraid i was so wound up i was so tense i walked on pins and needles all the time i went to sleep afraid and i woke up in terror and as i began to put form to my thought processes my biggest wish in life was not the ones that they thought were them to be a doctor which was my dream career at the time no my biggest dream as a teenager was to escape my mother